Nicole Desain, welcome to Talent Tales, the show where I interview leaders who have brought design thinking to their talent and HR practices. In today's episode, we have a special guest on the show. I'm joined by Halima McWilliams, who is the People Operations and Culture Leader at Corgan. Welcome, Halima. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this call. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right, Halima, what's your yes. story? Oh, I could go on and on, uh, <laughs> but I shall not. <laughs> My story is, I would say I am a sum total of a girl well-traveled who is also, I'll say, a family reu reunion aficionado. Uh, collectively, my family has celebrated over 90 years of family reunions. Uh, and so because of that, uh, family tradition and legacy is something that is very important to me. But even in the midst of that, part of my story is making sure that even as you feel connected to your family, sometimes, that people also feel the same level of connection and belonging uh, and opportunity in their workplaces. So I think that my personal and professional life definitely blend uh, hand in hand. I love that. I love that. That's yeah. A, that's a nice connection and kind of talking about, you know, bringing the whole whole self, right? And, yes. And making that connection. Because, yes. We have those family members who you do ask, are we related? And then you have those family members that you just can't wait to see. So, yes, that exists in our workplace, even if it's just the same. Uh, some of your work partners, you know, you turn your head and say interesting, and then other ones you're just excited to work with, So, and everything in between. So that's how it works. Love it. Love yes. it. So what's your creative superpower? So my creative superpower, I believe, hopefully you can see my drawing. This represents, if you can see those words, uh, my superpower is a strategic creative. And what I mean by that is, see the X's and O's and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. I believe that I have the ability to see things down the line as well as know how to connect the dots and connect the X's and O's, so to speak. And then the creative part comes in, which we'll talk about in a moment around design thinking is, can we not do it the same old way? I get bored very easily. <laughs> so I always like to, you know, try to reimagine and reapproach things in a way that is, like you said, fun, energizing, um, and also just attracts more people to what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that. that that's so yeah. creative and multi-connected yeah. and multifaceted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, I see things in color, so I'll say that much. I usually yes. see things in color, which I'll say my husband always says, Halima, everything is not gray. He's a very black and white person, so mm -hmm. we work well together. My color and his black and white definitely make the rainbow, for sure. That's true. I think my husband and I, we're, we're similar, but I think I'm more the black and white. So I Are you? I ponder okay. that one a little bit more, <laughs> you know, being German. I think that <laughs> it comes sort of a little bit with that. I'm a little bit more structured. He's a little bit okay. more, yeah. Free, so, yeah, yeah, free will all over the place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. So let's dive into design thinking. Tell us a little yes. bit more about how you discovered it. So... 
ironically, uh, it was with you as being my first, I'll say, official engagement uh, when we were living in Chicago uh, back in 2016 or 2017. I can't remember when I engaged with you um, and attended one of your workshops. Um, and But prior to attending the workshop, I had started to hear more about this design thinking, human-centered design, and all of that, which I will say fundamentally, at least in the organizations that I've been a part of um, and in the roles that I've been a part of or, or led teams and things like that, having the human at the center was always our focus. So to hear this terminology of human-centered design start to trend, so to speak, it, I was curious as to well, why now, you know, and what does it mean? And then how do we use it in the workplace? And so uh, my curiosity light bulb went off to just kind of learn more and tell me more. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, experiencing um, some of your um, workshops um, and some of your talent tales and, and watching and then just starting to learn about other organi organizations, IDEO and Stanford um, and all of that, really drew me into understanding, appreciating, and then wanting to dive into design thinking as a practice for HR professionals. Um, mm -hmm. It helped, I think it really helps HR to reimagine how we approach solutioning and problem solving for our employees. Mm -hmm. Was there anything specific where you thought, man, this is really something we could use more in HR? Yes, I do. I think for me, it was Usually the, the journey mapping um, is, is, is a part for me that I really like in the storyboarding. And, and the reason I think that drew me in is because I'm usually a visual person and, I, mm -hmm. and I'm very tactical as well. But leading up to, I'll say, diving into HR, HR somewhat had been doing that already. We might have been calling it different things, be it it's under the change management umbrella, it's under organizational design, but I think we had never taken it the step further to kind of add the creative lens to it and really help to see things through in sequence. But also we did not allow for the failures and the rapid trying to happen um, because usually in HR, I'll say classic HR, you're heavily baked in this initiative that sometimes you don't even have an opportunity to look up. So with design thinking, it sets the tone early on that failing and failing fast is okay. It gives you permission. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you yeah. mentioned a, a number of workshops, so I want to give a shout out because you also attended the HR versus virus hackathon that we had Absolutely. in April, and yeah. your team came up. Do you want to talk really quickly about yeah. what your team designed? Yes, yes. That HR hackathon was amazing as well as very energy, high energy required. <laughs> it was 72 hours of working with folks all across the globe to really find solutions, quick solutions for returning back to the office. And so we, our team created uh, a return back or safe to work app. And we actually used wireframing, which I had never done, um, and really drew out what that app would do and the functionality uh, behind it and actually had a UX designer uh, join in and give us um, some of her feedback and inputs. And so that was really important and really just amplified for me my continued commitment to design thinking and really making sure that it is continuously embedded in how we do HR. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Just a quick reminder for everybody, please put your questions in the chat. We'll get to them at the end. All right, so tell us a little bit about how are you or have you used design thinking 
in the HR field at Corgan? Sure. Uh, so I'll say one of the biggest things that we did starting last September, uh, the team, and the team consists of about it's 10 of us, um, we have half on the recruiting side and half on the HR operations and culture side. And so we had a two and a half day offsite uh, meeting and we do this throughout the firm where we, you know, kind of get together and brain dump and just spend time together prioritizing um, the work ahead, but also celebrating the work that we've accomplished. And so during this time, uh, I was able to partner with a gentleman out of Fort Worth who he has a kind of a consultancy around design thinking. And um, we went through a session to reimagine our onboarding process. Mm -hmm. And so our onboarding, uh, we knew, I knew, you know, when I joined the firm in May of 2018, uh, along with members on my team, as well as feedback that we had been getting from those who were new hires and then even those within the firm, that we had work to do. And we had some opportunities to really bring forth a process and an experience experience, which was very important, that when people came, they knew and felt that we were expecting them. There's been many organizations that I've worked for or just heard from other, you know, peers and friends who, you know, have started a new job and within day 21 or day 30, they're already contemplating the decision that they made or they felt unseen or they felt unwelcomed or they felt like they made a bad decision. And so our approach was to get the team in a mindset and start to strengthen and introduce a, a new muscle in regards to design thinking. And so we went through a series of exercises and fun and we used Legos and did a lot of different things. Uh, we did a lot of brainstorming and really just, you know, got it out on paper, got it out on post-its so that the mind wasn't boxed in to just think, here's the dollars that we have only think about it in this way. We, I really wanted to introduce the team to design thinking so that as we went back to the office after the um, offsite was over, we now had this new kind of tool in our toolbox that really allows us to challenge ourselves to say in the classic question of how might we? How might we solve for this problem or how might we create an experience that maybe it is resource challenged or maybe it is time bound, but how do we amplify what we know is broken and start to fix it in a way that aligns with our values, that allows for it to welcome the whole person and that gives the sentiment and the experience of, we were expecting you and we're excited that you're here mm -hmm. and that you made a good decision to join Corgan as a firm um, and for some of our Corganites, they've been there 35 years. So some people have made lifetime commitments to this organization, and we want to at least be able to give individuals that start with the firm an immediate sense of that when they walk in the door. Mm -hmm. And so what were some of the aha moments and, and also key outcomes? Yeah. That? What, what did it yeah. result in and what maybe from the team also, because you had been exposed already to design, think about maybe your team hadn't. So what were yeah. sort of some of the ahas and then some of the outcomes? So some of the outcomes that I've seen personally from members, I'll say on the HR team is their courage, if you want to say, or their, their willingness and their openness to whiteboard and storyboard more in a way that they visually are mapping out their process. And they're also allowing people to come in and share in that experience. Sometimes we can get so boxed into our own role and our own mindset and thinking that design thinking really encourages contribution from others. 
so that your thinking isn't just your own and that you're getting the collective talents and strengths of so many other people. And so that has been one of the outcomes, I think, for the HR team fundamentally is that we now rely on each other in a different way. And I think we also have done a really good job of honoring each other's strengths and not seeing it as competition or any type of one-up or anything like that, recognizing that each of us has some value in the contributions that we make. Mm -hmm. So then on the other side of that, beyond just the HR team, what we were able to design and then showcase to our leadership, executive leadership team, was really a process. Now keep in mind, the process that we shared with our executive team, this was pre-COVID. So this was going to be in person. Mm -hmm. This was going to be, uh, you know, day one, folks coming to the firm and really getting baptized into the Corrigan culture and meeting people face to face. Well, what also then became an outcome due to COVID is that we had to completely pivot and shift, for instance, our virtual internship. That is an outcome of us having to react to COVID but also it is a, an outcome of the design thinking process that we had designed for in-person. We were able to take a lot of that and then and kind of bring it over to the virtual internship experience and almost not lose a beat. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we went through that ideating, that brainstorming, that testing and trying, and then allowing our virtual internship, or as we're calling it, our pajama internship, to be uh, a little bit of our test and try, Uh, is where really the design thinking and the work that the HR team has done and the support that we got from the firm is really coming through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And can you tell us a little bit, usually people want to know uh, a little bit about lessons learned or what barriers encountered you, did you encounter as you brought design thinking into the organization? (laughs) You know, Nicole, I think if you'd asked me at a different organization, I would be able to run down a list of of the barriers that we experienced. I am completely and utterly grateful that I work with hundreds of creatives and designers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. So to be, and part of our core values is around human centered design. Mm-hmm. And everything that yeah. our sectors focus on relative to the, pa- the passenger experience in the airport, to the patient experience in healthcare, to how children experience their school environment, our designers and architects very much are thinking about the human. So mm-hmm. as we were bringing forth this experience of reimagining onboarding to the firm and applying some of the design thinking principles, there were no barriers. There really weren't. So it was very much a good marriage in the fact that we're in, a, in an architecture and design firm. Yeah, and that, that's interesting. And I've seen that before uh, okay. clients who use that as a method in their business or parts of the business uses it already. It's done a right. re- really easy transition. They might not have yeah. thought about using it in the HR talent space, right? right. But it's usually right. an easy um, transition to think about it because they know it works. Yes. Right. Yes. So uh, versus yes. having to sell what design yeah. thinking is and what it might do and then sell how it might work in HR. So yeah, that's yeah. lucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of our executive leaders is very much a champion of uh, design thinking and, and, and storyboarding and, and using the whiteboard collaboration tools that are out there. Um, so, and she was the executive champion 
for our onboarding reimagined. So I think having her recognize and understand the value of how we got here and the methodology and the processes that we use, I think it just made it even that much more valued. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were super appreciative um, to be able to utilize design thinking, but to not have to deal with the resistance that comes mm-hmm. sometimes when you're just introducing something new, period. We didn't have that. So I'm super yep. grateful for that. Great. Yeah. And just folks, yeah. um, we're going to jump to your questions in a little bit. So please put them in the chat. Any yeah. questions you have for Halima. But before yeah. we do that, I have a few more of my own. Um, yeah. What's your favorite design thinking resource or hack? Um, I talked about it a little bit, but I'll, I'll give you two. And, and I, I thought I would remember their names by now, but I don't. I'll say this. The book is called Sprint. And um, it's by a couple of gentlemen, um, Silicon Valley area and whatnot. And I'm traveling or I travel today and I was going to put it in my bag and I forgot. But yeah, when I by, tell you by Jake Knapp and Joe Zaretsky, that, that, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yes. Yeah. I devoured that book, devoured mm-hmm. it. <laughs> and it is dog eared. It is highlighted mm-hmm. and everything else. <laughs> and the funny thing is, as I was reading that book, I was actually traveling for work. I think it was for Corgan at that time. And one of the, 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 the white, the kind of the, um, the projects that they highlighted that had to deal with the robot that delivered things in the mm-hmm. hotel, I actually got to experience the actual robot. So to see and read about this thing and then see it in real life uh, at the hotel was just very ironic, but it uh, allowed me to appreciate the robot even more because I knew that this was an offshoot of a design thinking uh, session um, or work that had been done. Um, and so the other um, hack I'll say for me is using platforms like Miro where you can do collaborations, uh, sticky notes and post-its and all of that. Now we haven't used that a lot, at least internally for our HR team, which we may be doing soon, but um, I've used it in other uh, organizations and I've enjoyed it. It just allows for immediate sharing and immediate connection. Even when uh, I was participating in the hackathon back in April to be able to uh, interact with my counterpart who was in Dubai, I think, mm-hmm. uh, and to see that happen and knowing that, you know, he's however many hours different than where we are uh, in the States was just, you know, an experience of just recognizing and appreciating technology for what it can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so super, super. So I'd say those are the two hacks, so to speak, or resources that I tap into a lot. Cool. Um, what tips do you have for those who want to get started with human-centered design? I would say, and I apologize if you hear a motorcycle in the background, somebody's <laughs> putting the pedal to the metal. Yeah, they are. <laughs> um, I would say dive in. There is no formal, at least in my experience, there's no formal way to do it. And, and, and sometimes I can be like that where I'm looking for this class, I'm looking for this, you know, this very structured way, which I don't knock that. And if that's the way you need to approach it, fantastic. But for me, I think experience and just diving in um, is what led me to feeling more confident. 
And I am, you know, leaps and bounds from where I'd like to be, but I definitely remember where I started with design thinking and definitely have seen my own progression as well as my continued, continued championing for it. I think it is fundamentally uh, a game changer for HR practitioners, and I do think it will allow you to speak to your businesses in a different way if you approach them in a different way than what they somewhat expect of the HR, here's our change management plan. And there's a time and place for some of that. Uh, you know, you can't, you can't necessarily make everything uh, design thinking or use design thinking, but you definitely should try. Um, and maybe it's trying with, you know, something that's a smaller initiative and then continuing to build up, have success with that, um, gain credibility for it, and continue to implement it uh, as a known part of your practice as an HR practitioner. Mm -hmm. I love that. And, and for those people, what would you say? I mean, you said start with a small project, but I think for some, maybe this method maybe seems scary, right? I'm not a designer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I don't feel comfortable drawing or I don't feel comfortable oh prototyping. What, and you said you just jumped in. Can you share a little bit? Did you bit? see this picture? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not a drawer either. Right. Um, I, yeah. I think that, yes, don't, mm -hmm. don't allow, almost tap into the five-year-old or seven-year-old that's in you and just mm -hmm. dive in. You don't have to be perfect, which is a, a, another part of design thinking that mm -hmm. it gives you permission to mess up. And, but you've also told people early on, we may iterate two, three, four times before we get to a place that makes sense. And then as a part of it, it's a, it's a continuous improvement approach. And that even if we get here, we may iterate some more and not that it, it will be perpetual until, you know, infinity and beyond, but it allows you in advance if you're leading a project or you're looking to introduce it, it tells people early on, this isn't going to be perfect. And if yeah. people have that expectation, period, then we need to have another conversation. But yep. you definitely, it, uh, it gives you permission to approach something in a different and creative way. But hopefully it allows for, be it that you're pitching this to your leader and your leader's like, yeah, sure, I trust you, go ahead and do it. Well, your ask of them may be, well, can I tap on this person's shoulders and this person's shoulders? Because the other part of this, just like any initiative, you can't do it alone. Mm -hmm. So you need to bring in other people, which also will help to create energy around this new process that you're trying to introduce to the organization. You need to somewhat crowdsource support. Yeah. Um, that part is important. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Before we jump into audience questions, I yeah. usually end it with a surprise quote and let you react to it. Are you ready? Oh, Nicole, I don't know. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Quote. I think we all have empathy. We might, we may not have enough courage to display it. Unquote. <laughs> Maya Angelou. Okay. I think we all have empathy, but we may not have enough. Uh, my short answer is agreed. <laughs> agreed. Um, <laughs> I think that many times, be it in our personal lives, definitely in our professional lives, and depending on if you are 
you know, some, a person of color, if you're a woman or wh- whatever your dimensions are, how you thrive in the organization sometimes and many times has required people to mute their courage. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. clearly now we are at a inflection point where that is no longer being tolerated or that norm is now being deconstructed. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. courage and fear can coexist at the same time. There are many things that I do, even in this work, um, in my diversity, equity, and inclusion hat, there are things in the work that I'm not always 100% sure about, but I also know that I have the support of my organization. I also trust myself, and I know that mistakes will be made, but there is room in my organization and in my leadership and in my teammates to allow for humanity to show up. Mm. And so that is important. So even as we think about, um, I talked about the onboarding reimagined and, you know, that being, I'll say, the introductory approach relative to design thinking uh, for the HR team, uh, we recently just rolled out, launched just last week, our firm's Uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion strategy called Belong. And it is going to be a journey for us. And we've done many things leading up to this. However, we have much work to do. And so what we will be doing over the course of these next few months, we'll be really conducting listening sessions with our employees um, and asking everyone to activate their uh, voice of courage. We need to hear from our people to understand how do we tackle topics and issues relative to inequality, to racism, uh, to social injustices. And then in addition to that, where we will also intersect design thinking in those conversations is as we are concluding our listening, how do we then activate problem solving and solution building in a manner that incorporates design thinking so that everyone can actively get involved Mm -hmm. and that you make this problem solving a little bit more creative. Um, Mm -hmm. I've worked in the DEI space for years and, you know, there's a lot of things that we could traditionally lean on and we could do these programs. We could, you know, talk about these types of trainings, but we sometimes, many times problem solving requires new solutions. Mm -hmm. So human centered design and design thinking requires us to have and bring forth new solutions to solve for uh, areas of inequality in our processes, in our practices, and how we conduct ourselves in the workplace. So I'm excited about what's going to come from that. So you'll have to talk to me next year, and I can probably give you an update then. I was just going to say, I'd love to explore (laughs) that connection between design thinking and equity work you know, yeah. a little bit more. And, and, the, and the connection you make between fear and courage can exist together. I, I think yeah. that's just so powerful. So thank you for yeah. that. I think we have yeah. time for one question. And we got a question awesome. here in the chat okay. from Alex. Okay. Um, he or, or she, I guess, um, asks, has working with designers taught you anything or given you any ideas of how to map out ideas or processes differently? Good question. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I actually got a chance to participate in a sprint with many designers. We have uh, data scientists as a part of our firm, um, and we have a, 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 
a section or a sector within our organization called Hugo. And Hugo is, is somewhat our re, uh, research and design arm of the firm. And um, many times they're exploring what's possible, how might we make it possible across a number of our sectors. We have six sectors. And in working, part of my reason in engaging with that sprint was to demonstrate to those architects and designers, hey, HR has a voice in regards to the people experience, so we'd like to show up and be partners. But the other part of that was definitely the value that I could get from those architects and designers and how they think and, and what, what makes them tick, how they set up particular, you know, uh, projects and the things that they're trying to solve for. As I joined the firm two years ago and even now, architects will tell you in a moment, we are, we are trained and many of them are natural born problem solvers. Mm -hmm. So to work in this industry um, and to, like I said, have human centered design and design thinking uh, just kind of at the core of, of our values and how we do our work, um, it's, a, it's an exciting place to be. So yes, I've learned a lot from, from the creatives that I work with for sure. I love that. And uh, yeah. we are at the end of our time, but I had so much fun. I learned so much from you as always. Absolutely. Um, Same thank here. you so much for joining us. And thanks everybody for joining us. And hopefully I'll see you at a future Talent Tales. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks everybody. Bye.